Just in case you thought self-care for the music educator was always warm and fuzzy, today I'm going to be stepping on toes. Nine ways you might be unintentionally wasting time at school. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. I don't think any of us ever seek out to intentionally waste time at school. And if you ask most of us, we'd say, I don't have a spare second. I look up and it's 3 p.m. and I haven't even exhaled all day or gone to the bathroom or eaten my lunch. But there are ways that you might be unintentionally wasting some time at school and not even aware of it. Now, please don't think I'm high and mighty here. I have done it, got the t-shirt, but let's talk about it so we can get through it. Number one is gossiping. We've all been there. Out in the hallway, you start out with an innocent question of your colleague, look up 15 minutes later, and you have gossiped about everybody in the building and their mom. No. Stop it. You don't leave feeling good about it. I don't leave feeling good about it. And it's not nice. And yeah, we all know we got to be nice. Stop the gossip. It's a time suck. Number two is overdoing the nice-to-haves at the expense of the must-haves. I don't know about you, but in elementary schools, it can just be a huge competition for overdoing the decor at the beginning of the year. Who's going to have the best room? Spoken or unspoken, you're going to try to do it. The bulletin boards, really elaborate, really time-consuming. Do they move the needle with student learning? I don't know. You be the judge of that. The slides that you prepare for your lessons, are they really helping your students get better, or is it just a hobby for you? And if it is, and you're a closet instructional designer, then go ahead, have a good time. But don't tell yourself the lie that you have to do that to make your lessons good. You don't. Spending a lot of time and energy on Amazon or with your team planning for the dress-up days or the free dress days. Now, that can be a part of the joy in the job for you. I get it. But if it's not a joy or if it's taking a lot of time, energy, and money that you don't have, this is your free pass to let that go. Number three is complaining. Once again, I graduated summa cum laude in complaining, but it is not energizing and it is not who you want to be. And also, it doesn't help anything. Now, I, people will say, well, but I'm just venting with a friend. Okay, does that have a stop and a start time? I would counter everything with something positive. Every complaint, find something to be grateful for because we just don't have enough time on this earth to complain. Number four, browsing TikTok or Pinterest or whatever the newest platform is for your lesson ideas. You go on instantly enough, you're just going to find a little something to add to your lesson, a little something for a certain concept, and then you look up and it's 50 minutes later, you are down the rabbit hole of Pinterest or TikTok, and you aren't any further with your lesson than you were before. Um, if you're going to use these, they're not your curriculum. They might be some additions to your curriculum. Where TikTok does not produce my music curriculum, neither does Pinterest, and it shouldn't for you either. So if that's the case, Set tight boundaries around it, organize your boards, organize your pens, and get in and get out if you have to at all. 
over planning your lessons. I know as a college student, I was just instilled with this fear that you would have some blank time in front of the class and what would you do? And I found I actually had the opposite problem. I would spend all this time planning the lessons and never, I mean never, get to all the material in there. Now, do you want to be prepared? Of course. Do you want to have some meaningful, engaging activities if you like have extra time? Of course. Go for it. But if you realize that you are always over planning, there is way more material than you can fit in, then let's trim it back a bit. Most of us, let's be honest, we have a very finite amount of time with our music classes and we don't have to over plan. Plan, but don't over plan. Number six is such a waste of time and makeup. We've all done it competing with other teachers. I swear that a lot of the things that we need self-care about as a music teacher have nothing to do with the kids. The kids are fantastic. It's that we think we have to compete with the other teachers. And don't tell me there's not a competition going on, because there is. But it also might be in your head. So do you have to compete with the other teachers in fitness? Find your acceptable level for you and your family and let the rest go. Do you have to compete with the other teachers in fashion? Now, that might be a source of joy for you. You can tell it's kind of not for me. I don't know. Do we need to compete? Is that really a source of stress for you? Because as long as you are looking professional, whatever that means to you and your campus and your administrator, I think you've done your job. Do you need to compete with the other music teachers in your district about the lesson plans? Is that the point? Or are we trying to win that? Because I will tell you, and this sounds a little warm fuzzy, but I, I mean it, there are lots of different strengths among different music teachers in the district, and we can all learn from each other. And I really sincerely feel like there is not one best. Number seven is unrealistic expectations. And man, as music teachers, I feel like we have it from both sides. We have the unrealistic expectations of being a musician. We have the unrealistic expectations of being a teacher. Those two things get merged together and all of a sudden we have our expectations crazy high. It feels very public. The performances are stressful. And we have set up a situation where nothing less than perfection is going to be okay. Guess what? you're gonna be okay and mistakes will happen. Be as well prepared as you can, be a professional. I love it when people talk about us as professionals because we are, but don't have unrealistic expectations. You're just setting yourself up to be plum miserable. Number eight, not setting a work curfew. If you let it, teaching and the surrounding things will just expand to fill the available time and you will never feel like you can leave work. And you're going to want to go up there on a weekend to do just a little something extra. You're going to be staying up at too late at night because you just want to put the finishing touches on this lesson or this program or whatever it may be. Find a time that you will call it quits every day and stick to it. Your time may not be my time. That's okay. No judgment. It doesn't have to be contract. It might be contract. It might be two hours after contract. You're new to the role. You have a lot to do and you can live with that. Maybe you're single, you have no children. Go for it, but set a time. And finally, number nine is reinventing the wheel. I know no one else's lesson plans on the planet are as good as your handcrafted, wonderful lesson plans, but there are a lot of great resources out there. And you know what? There's only so many ways to teach instruments of the orchestra, in my opinion, or certain folk dances. It is okay and even encouraged and give credit when it's due, but to find the good resources out there, maximize it with no shame or no guilt, 
Um, probably your district spent a lot of good money on that resource, that curriculum. Use it. I told you I'd be stepping on toes today. So to recap, and don't get mad at me, or you can. I got thick skin. I can take it. Number one, let's cut out the gossiping and see how you feel about it. Number two, stop overdoing the decor, the bulletin boards, the slides, the free dress-up days, and see if it frees up your time. Simple is good. Number three, cut the complaining. Cold turkey. It doesn't value you. Number four, the internet is not your lesson planner. Number five, stop over planning your lessons. Sometimes less is more. Number six, competing with other teachers is a losing proposition. Number seven, see if you can stop unrealistic expectations of yourself and others. Number eight, set a work curfew. And number nine, stop reinventing the wheel. There you have it. Let's get rid of those unintentional time wasters at work so we can get home and be with our family. Would you like to be in a Facebook group for music education, but you don't want to deal with the drama? Come join us over at the Happier Music Teachers Facebook page, some of the nicest people in the internet. This week, I'm introducing a new segment called Podcasts, People, and Promotions. Like the alliteration? This week, we're shining the spotlight on F-flat Books and Dr. Sarah Goulish. Here's a statement from their website. F-flat Books, your source for music ebooks, putting authors first. We aim to provide relevant, modern, and accessible music books. We are author-centric, valuing content creators and the communities they serve. All of our authors retain the rights to their work, and each purchase you make helps fund school music programs. All I can say about this is everything about F-flat books is class, and you're going to love the people that you get to know through there. Here's some other authors. Jessica Grant, Franklin Willis, Jessica Peresta, Danielle Larrick, Patrick Cooper, Alice Soy. There's also a fabulous podcast, a MusicCast podcast, a Fabs Back to School Conference, and Winter Thaw. If you have not discovered them, I hope you do. And oh, by the way, Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School is also on F-flat books. They've been such a blessing to me and my family. Want more self-care for the music educator? Check out my book, Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School, available on F-flat books. Today's verse is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Today's review is from Akino MJ. It's called Voice of Reason. I highly recommend Beth's Happier Music Teacher podcast. Her calm voice and easy-to-talk-to demeanor make for a truly enjoyable listening experience. As someone who has attended her presentations and Zoom book club, I can attest to her expertise and passion for promoting self-care for music teachers. Whether you are a teacher or simply interested in the subject, Beth's insights and advice are invaluable. Give her a podcast a listen. You won't be disappointed. In today's Mindset Minute, we're going to take a minute to challenge the idea that good teachers don't. 
Now, of course, on the majors, we know what good teachers do. And I know if you're listening to this, you're a good teacher. And I'd say overwhelmingly, music teachers pride themselves on being excellent teachers. But these are those things, it might be regional, it might be subjective, it might be a broken idea with deep roots, it might be 50 years ago what good teachers do. Um, Once upon a time, good teachers wore hose and heels every day. That's not where we are anymore. So anytime you have those thoughts in your mind, take a minute to ask yourself, is that really true? Good teachers don't sit down? Really? Sitting down makes you ineffective? Even occasionally? Maybe your body needs a rest? Good teachers don't wear jeans. Huh. Well, that's funny because a lot of administrators use jean passes as a powerful incentive. Good teachers don't show videos. Well, what if someone has distilled the learning into a really powerful, effective tool and it shows it visually in 30 seconds what might take you 10 minutes to explain? Good teachers don't take personal days. Some people pride themselves on never taking their days ever, and good for them, but I also feel like if you are sick, you have a moral responsibility to take your day, and if no one's telling you that, I'm telling you that. Good teachers don't leave at contract. Says who? Maybe you're more efficient and effective and you get things done at contract. Or maybe um, someone is staying before or after school really kind of wasting time. You're not in charge of them. They're not in charge of you. Next time you have that idea that good teachers don't, or someone even says it out loud, good teachers don't do that, as long as you're keeping your students safe, you're doing a good job in the instruction, I think we need to start questioning good teachers don't. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.